Throughout human history, mankind has told tales of strange creatures. From the Sasquatch of North America, the Loch Ness Monster of Scotland, to the Mongolian Death Worm of the Gobi Desert in Asia, these legends of monsters are nothing new. But there is one creature that is notably different than the rest as its origins claim that instead of it simply being an undiscovered species of animal, it is instead a human child, cursed to take on a demonic form. This is something strange. The Jersey Devil. In the mid-1970s, in Rio Grande Valley, South Texas, something strange was taking place. One by one, many farms began reporting that their cattle were being slaughtered. However, the cause of death was particularly odd, as instead of a gunshot wound, a bite mark to the neck, or any excessive wounds at all, the only wounds found were puncture marks in the animal's necks. These puncture wounds were close together and appeared to be vampire-like. All blood had been removed from the body of the cattle, with no blood found anywhere near the bodies. This trend continued in 1995 in Brownsville, Texas, and Orocovis, Costa Rica, when bulls and sheep were found with the very same vampire-like bites on their necks. Again, the animals were entirely drained of blood and not a drop was found anywhere at the scenes. Then, over the course of the late 90s and up until today, not only were there more and more animals found dead in the same manner, but people began to see the creature that allegedly killed these animals. Descriptions vary from region to region, but in Puerto Rico, the creature was said to look reptilian or alien-like and walk on two legs. While in the southwest United States, the creature is claimed to be dog-like, with a row of spines from the top of its head all the way down to the tip of its long, sleek tail. Though these descriptions can vary, in every tale the creature kills animals by draining blood through two sharp fangs. Known as a chupacabra, Spanish for goat sucker, the creature is an iconic monster in the world of cryptology. However, while the chupacabra is claimed to be possibly a currently undiscovered species of animal, in the northeast of the United States, there claims to be a true, living and breathing monster in every sense of the word. The Pine Barrens A 1.1 million acre Atlantic coastal pine barren ecosystem Archaeologists say that it has been inhabited to some degree since the Ice Age, 
at the time of the first European settlement in the Pine Barrens of the mid-17th century, the Lenape tribe had already been living along the bays and the rivers for centuries, and they had maintained a coexistence with the land, water, and forests. The tribe thrived, but due to the interactions with the Europeans, they contracted smallpox, which devastated the tribe. Much like the Kanai, Siksika, Numakiki, and Chatikshi Chatik's tribes, the population of the Lenape plummeted. The Lenape people began to vanish from across the land, and in their place came a never-ending influx of Europeans. Over the course of the next 200 years, settlements consisting of Swedes, Dutch, English, and others established villages throughout the Pine Barrens. The population grew, European cultures mixed to create the peoples of the Pine Barrens, villages began to sprout up, large amounts of trees and forests were cut down, and slowly but surely, it seemed that this land that was made up of 22% of the entire land area of New Jersey State was bending to the will of the settlers. Boat building, charcoal, iron and glass industries took hold as the settlers made use of the rich and seemingly inexhaustible resources the land had to offer, including Atlantic white cedar, oak, sand, and water, which all powered machinery. However, despite the Pine Barrens offering up these rich resources, the soil across much of the land is sandy, acidic, and nutrient poor, which many settlers found it difficult to grow produce and even farm. Outside of the fledgling towns that were starting to emerge, the Pine Barrens were considered inhospitable. With those that lived there to unfairly have the reputation of being criminals, runaway slaves, deserting soldiers, and even fugitives by outsiders. The Pine Barrens were also home to a number of strange tales. Many have claimed to have seen the ghost of Captain William Kidd, a Scottish sea captain that was hanged to death in 1701. After the news broke during his execution, Kidd was hung once more, and this second hanging proved to be successful. He was then hung up and put on display in a metal gibbet for three years, as his body slowly decomposed, leaving only a skeleton. Another legend is that of the golden-haired girl that is dressed fully in white, looking out to the sea, mourning for her love that will never return. However, while almost all of these legends focus on that of a ghostly spirit, one legend is different, and claims that the eerie pine barrens were, and still are, home to a monster that is a mixture of different creatures, but has a very human origin. The legend goes like this. The year was 1735. Somewhere deep within the Pine Barrens lived Jane Leeds, known locally as Mother Leeds. 
getting by in any way she could in the unforgiving pines, Mother Leeds had 12 children. After discovering that she was pregnant with a 13th child, Mother Leeds cursed a baby in her womb and claimed that the child would be a devil. It was a stormy night in the Pine Barrens when Mother Lees went into labor. And in such weather, the already desolate land was looking near apocalyptic. The unnamed father stood in the corner of the room while the midwives helped Mother Leaves through a long, painful, and difficult labor. Eventually, the child emerged into the world. However, despite seemingly putting a curse on the child inside of her, the 13th child looked normal. Five fingers, five toes, two eyes, two ears. Nothing was amiss, but that changed quickly. Not long after the child was born, it began to change into something else entirely. Letting out a deep growl, the child's face slowly and excruciatingly stretched into a beast-like snout. The legs of the child began to elongate to a freakishly thin degree, with its toes morphing together into cloven hooves. A forked tail slid out from the child's back, while large leathery wings sprung out from its shoulders. The child, now looking like a horrific blend of a goat and a bat, with its massive wings, spindly tin arms, an animalistic face and demonic piercing red eyes, caused havoc in the room in which it was just birthed. The midwives recoiled in fear and began to pray. Mother Leeds shrieked in utter disbelief, while the child's father still stood silently in the corner, as if what he was seeing was all part of some plan. The creature desperately tried to leave the room, hitting the walls and slamming the roof. But soon the creature found its way to the chimney, which it promptly crawled into and flew up into the night sky. The creature that was just born, this 13th child of Mother Leeds, would come to be known as the Jersey Devil. And the near endless Pine Barrens was now its home. It wasn't long until the legend of the Jersey Devil began to spread far and wide. Shortly after its alleged birth, farmers in the Pine Barns quickly noticed that some of their cattle were being killed in strange ways. Claw marks across the animal's stomachs and vampire-like puncture wounds in their throats were well documented. which in both cases led to the cattle bleeding out. These killings were ongoing, but soon the sightings would begin, and suddenly, the legend of the Jersey Devil was something the people of the Pine Barrens 
had to take very, very seriously. From the latter part of the 18th century, right up until modern times, many people have claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil. Most sightings have been in the Pine Barrens, while others were elsewhere, as if the Jersey Devil would sometimes venture from its home further and further each time. One of the most well-known sightings comes from Joseph Bonaparte, the brother of French military commander Napoleon Bonaparte. Joseph, who was King of Naples, King of Spain, and also a lawyer and a diplomat, eventually moved to America to make a new life for himself. Settling down in an 800-acre property in Bordentown, New Jersey in 1812, Joseph not only had a sizable piece of land to enjoy, but he was also close to both New York City and Philadelphia. Building a mansion in which he regularly hosted lavish parties, he quickly made a new life for himself. At these parties, Joseph would hear the tale of the Jersey Devil. And while Bordentown was not situated within the Pine Barrens, due to its proximity to the Pines, the locals were still very wary of these tales of this winged, demonic creature. Then, one snow-covered winter's day in 1813, Joseph was out hunting on the grounds of his 800-acre property. Noticing strange tracks in the snow, at a closer inspection, he felt they looked like that of donkey tracks. But, whatever this creature was, it was walking upright on two legs, and not four. The tracks in the snow continued on for some time, until they abruptly stopped as if the creature vanished or flew directly up into the air. Then, looking up, Joseph saw the Jersey Devil in flight. He noticed its gigantic wings, its large red eyes, and its bird-like claws. The creature hissed and screeched as it swooped down directly at Joseph. He fell back with fright as the beast flew directly past him and up over the trees and off back towards the Pine Barrens. 1909 was an important year for the legend of the Jersey Devil as that was the year that saw literally thousands of sightings take place. In one of these sightings, the creature was seen attacking a trolley car in Haddon Heights in Camden. Witnessed by passengers of the trolley car itself and people on the street, the creature was seen slashing at the vehicle and grasping at the door with its spindly arms in an attempt to gain access to the people inside. The creature eventually gave up its attempt and flew away. Then, on a separate occasion, police were called after the creature was seen once again in Camden. However, this time the Jersey Devil did not flee the scene, and when police arrived, they claimed they fired their weapons directly at the creature. However, the bullets did not affect the creature whatsoever. 
Either bullet wounds were not enough to harm the beast, or the bullets passed through it as if it was a ghost or had some kind of supernatural property. Shortly after the police made their attempt to kill the Jersey Devil, the creature escaped. With a massive influx of sightings taking hold, vigilantes and Jersey Devil hunters were a regular occurrence in the Pine Barrens, as people were keen to turn the tables on the menace that was plaguing their families and homes. In 1927, a cab driver had a close encounter with the Jersey Devil. The man claims he was changing a tire on his cab when he noticed a creature circling him. Fearful because he could not identify the large, strange creature, he got back into the car and locked the door. In response, the Jersey Devil landed directly on top of his car and angrily beat the roof, leaving deep indentations. After letting out a high-pitched scream, the mysterious creature flew away. In 1960, several residents of May's Landing claimed to have heard disturbing and inhuman screaming at night. Night in, night out, residents could hear this noise, which led police to hang up flyers, letting residents know that the Jersey Devil was actually a hoax. Despite their attempts to quell the fears of the residents of May's Landing, fear gripped the community. Eventually, after a number of weeks, the screaming sound simply ceased. The people of May's Landing were so utterly convinced that the Jersey Devil was stalking their community that merchants around Camden offered $10,000 for the Jersey Devil to be captured alive as they wanted to put it on display in a privately owned zoo. In 1972, a woman named Mary Ritzer Christensen told Weird New Jersey magazine that she had seen the Jersey Devil on Green Tree Road, a road that is approximately a 40-minute drive from the Pine Barrens. Something caught Christensen's eye in her rear view mirror as she was driving. And when she looked, she saw something that could not be explained. She claimed to have seen a large creature around the same height as a man walking across the road with an oversized goat-like head and massive wings. Christensen was terrified at seeing the creature and promptly made her way home to Glassboro. In 1980, Wharton State Forest Chief Ranger Alan McFarlane claimed to have seen what might have been the aftermath of an animal slaying by the Jersey Devil. McFarlane was called to a farm in South New Jersey after the owner could hear bizarre screams and distressed animal noises during the night. McFarlane arrived to the scene to discover an animal attack that confounded him, despite his extensive knowledge in wild animals. McFarlane claims that the pigs on the farm were brutally attacked, with deep scratches 
and bloody lacerations across their bodies, as if a sharp, clawed hand had cut directly into them. He also noted that the pigs appeared to have the entire back of their heads eaten and devoured their brain. No tracks were found around the body of the pigs. In 1988, a group of friends were camping in the Pine Barrens. While riding their dirt bikes near the camp, the friends heard a screeching howl from somewhere deep within the pines. After visiting a local bar and telling some of the locals about what they heard that night, the locals informed the friends that they most likely heard the Jersey Devils scream. The locals also told the group that they were lucky that they left the camp when they did, as the Jersey Devil was most likely stalking and studying them, perhaps in the hopes of picking off the weakest person. In 1993, forest ranger John Irwin claims that while driving alongside the Malika River, he saw a large, strange creature. The creature was six foot tall standing up. It had horns and was covered in filthy, matted, black fur. Irwin stopped his car and gazed at the mysterious creature. In response, the creature turned its large head and locked eyes directly onto Irwin. For an eerie moment, the two simply stared at each other. Eventually, the creature shuffled off into a nearby forest. Even to this day, alleged sightings of the winged creature are still reported and many residents believe that something is out there, something that is constantly preying on the peoples of the Pine Barrens. If we were to believe such a creature could exist, the question is, if no human casualties were ever reported, how has this creature survived? It's worthwhile to consider that, within the 1.1 million acres that make up the Pine Barrens, there are 39 species of mammals, 300 species of birds, 59 species of reptiles, and 91 species of fish. And lastly, if we follow this train of thought, the mind must wander to the 300 plus people who go missing each year in the state of New Jersey. Most of them never to be found. Perhaps, some of these lost souls met an end that could be described as devilish. A simple legend that prevails even up until today. Or is there something more to the story of the Jersey Devil? And does this cursed demonic creature roam the endless forests of the Pine Barrens? This has been Something Strange.
Thank you for listening to Something Strange. Please consider subscribing and rating Something Strange wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow us on Twitter at A Strange Pod. That is at A Strange Pod. If you'd like to reach out directly for feedback, suggestions, or even a question, please email somethingstrangepod at gmail.com. Something Strange is written, edited, and presented by me, Dennis Murphy.